Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week, we're very excited to have Travis from the Parenting Spectrum and the School of the Road. Yay! Yay! <laughs> We've been waiting so long. <laughs> this podcast contains truth, laughter, and the occasional F word. I don't know if Travis is a swearer, actually, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's more for adult ears than children's ears. Yeah. So, anyway, that's your language warning. Hello, Travis. Hello, Travis. Hey. <laughs> so great to be here. So, oh, so great. We're just um, mostly just um, direct message friends, but now we're actually talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. It's official. <laughs> it really is. So um, uh, we will start with our three questions and then we're going to get into I know a lots of our peas know all about Travis and we've had a lot of people say can you talk to Travis and I'm like yeah we're trying <laughs> a pandemic happened we all yeah. got locked down so it made life hard anyway yeah we were meant to do this face to face yeah yeah maybe maybe yeah. one day you can come back over to Melbourne yeah. <laughs> or that we can go exciting. to Adelaide yeah Okay, so the first question we're going to ask you, is there a song or music or a band that gets you through good times or bad times? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess the thing is is to maybe picture this. We're the type of family that loves to dance in the supermarket aisles. We're <laughs> always the ones that uh, as we're walking down, we'll hear one of the, the songs on in the supermarket and we'll start dancing and we'll do little whizzy dizzies and it's, and it's glorious. It's so it much is, fun. It is. And for those of of the people that have listened to the parenting spectrum, they'll know that Patch loves music and that he loves watching uh, Rage on the ABC on Saturday yeah. mornings. Mm. And so one of the musos that Patch has really connected with is a musician who's also from South Australia originally, and that's Sia. Yes. And, yeah, so she's great. And so there's so many songs over the years that, that Patch has really connected to. 
And through Patch, I can also then connect yeah, with that type yes. of music because it's what makes him thrive and what makes him tick. Yep. And it's the the recent song that she's uh, developed called Together and it's for the um, autism movie called Music. Oh. And so there's this these, these the scenes where the young girl that dances right throughout that video clip uh, she puts her hands out to the side like a blossoming flower and opens up her mouth wide. Uh-huh. And it's hilarious. So what Fiona and I have been doing is we've we've heard it come on on the radio as we're driving in the car with Patch, is that we we are officially mimicking that scene. <laughs> and there are people. And so we're at the traffic lights. People are looking at us. They're laughing at us. But it's what gets us through those bad times and yes. what makes us pump as a family and thrive. Yes. And, and, and that's to have a laugh. Yeah, Absolutely. It's the only way. It's the only way. Laughter and it's actually and joy. so joyful, those moments. And yes. I feel like other people miss out on them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's well, it's it's funny for us, you know. I don't know if it's funny for anyone else. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> well, have to every be. family <laughs> has their own by. version, don't they? Yeah. Every family has their own thing. That's their little in joke. Yeah, and it's awesome. It is. It is. Oh. And music is powerful. Well, it, it is really powerful. A, yep. a number of years ago. We went across the United States, and uh, that's another story I think I'll probably have a chat to you about later. But yep. we, uh, we actually went to the Music Museum in Seattle, in Washington, and uh, it was around the time that Macklemore was really kind of kicking ass and doing ah. some yeah. amazing music. And uh, we we got patched into the Music Museum playing the drums to that song, and they created a music video with him wow. doing the drumming. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah. And have you still got the clip of it or? We have, we have. In fact, uh. what had happened on that day is that the whole sound system had kind of broken down and it wasn't as, as the high quality that they wanted, but we said, look, we don't care. No. <laughs> we are talking about this music mu- museum to patch Aww. for about three months now. <laughs> We're just happy to go in there. And yep. uh, by the time we got in there, they'd fixed it and uh, we uh, kind of skipped the queue of about 100 people in the lineup <laughs> and we straight to the front. <laughs> Amazing. (laughs) Sometimes you can. Yeah. One little victory. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Tell me or tell us about did you win any awards at school? Uh, Yeah, you know, I think school for me was a a challenge. It was so challenging. I I really, really struggled at school Mm. uh, for lots of different reasons. And and, uh, I was actually uh, having a think about some awards the other day and (laughs) – and. One of the things that I did win, and it's kind of hilarious because I couldn't even say the word. I remember <laughs> receiving this award. It was a, it was a book, a thesaurus, and I was calling oh. it a theosaurus. <laughs> like a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, hey, mum, I won a theosaurus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And and it kind of kind of kind of encapsulates my schooling for me because it was awarded to me for sustained effort. It was right. like you're not really good at much, but yeah. uh, you kind of give it a crack. You have yep. a you have a go at things. Wow. So that's kind of been my life, is it? Yeah. I, to this day, I don't really think I'm actually a, a master of anything, but I give things a go and I kind of oh, dig deep. And, yeah. And, which is nice. Yeah, which it is, and it's it actually is. very relatable to a lot of our families. Yes, I feel like. Sustained effort is actually, I don't know about the thesaurus, but the award is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe it's something that, uh, you know, 
it was setting me up back when Maybe. I was in grade six that, yeah. that I was going to need this sustained effort yes. for the rest of my life. And, <laughs> you really yes, were. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. And the big question, which I know half of our audience already knows, but why are you a P? Ah, yes. So I am a P because I'm the, the father of the most beautiful, beautiful uh, little boy. He's mm. not so little now. He's almost as tall as me. He's 11 years old and his mm. name is Patch and uh, he's autistic. And uh, Patch, he, he is the person that makes me get up in the morning and mm. feel alive. Yeah. Uh, he makes me uh, want to uh, change the world. He makes me uh, want to support and help others. And I just want to make him thrive. And uh, for those of you who are listening here, you, you might have heard some of the parenting spectrum is that Patch has had a lot of difficulties and struggles over his life. And he's got many, many differences. And, and it's those differences that I look at today as being the the things that make him absolutely beautiful, yeah, and actually stand and stand out from the crowd. Yep, he's uh, he's the kind of he's the kind of kid you really want to be around because uh, anything and everything is is absolutely possible, which he's pro- proved. Yeah, I call him the um, I call him the I can kid <laughs> yeah. Uh, because yeah, the I can kid because he he digs deep on a constant, constant, uh, day. Mm. And, uh, I, I think he, I think he's beautiful. He's, yeah. uh, and he's, he's 11 years old and, and, uh, he's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah. Oh. Now having s- said all of that, uh, he requires very substantial support yeah. and, uh, 24 hours a day and yep. doesn't sleep much and, no. and has a lot of, um, has a lot of differences that whilst they make it, it, him himself and, and uh, he's the best version of himself um they create a lot of struggles yeah. uh, in his life and mm. uh so every day we we try to make every day uh a magnificent day for patch uh by just creating positive experiences and positive dialogue in his life so he feels really really good about himself oh. And that is a parenting message for everybody. Actually, Whoa, makes me want to cry. Yeah, I've you're you're just amazing. Like Mandy and I are huge fangirls of you, and yeah. we don't know your wife, but we sort of feel like we do because we've heard her on the podcast. Yes. So, um, your wife is Fiona, and she is. You've put in the notes. She's a super mum, and she really is, isn't she? Ah, uh, look. Look, uh, for us, it's a, it's a team effort. Yep. I don't even if, I don't I think that kind of underestimates what it what it is. But mm. Fiona is a is an amazing amazing mom. Uh, she works full time. She's she's got a gig at the ABC. Yeah, right. and yeah, and so but she's up, you know, often at at four or five o'clock in the morning, and uh, up again or goes to bed sometimes at, at, at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, we both kind of tag team life and, you know, I'm on, you're on. Yeah. Uh, I need 10 minutes here. Yeah. Yep. You watch uh, Patch for, for five minutes whilst uh, I get, uh, I make us a coffee or yep. whatever it is. Yep. Uh, there is never a downtime. No. Uh, we are always, always on. And mm. we can't, and I, and I think this is, I think this is something um, that, Fiona and I have, have, have learned to to live with the, the fact that we are always on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my I was, I was thinking about it yesterday. My 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 chest often feels like a big balloon which yeah. is blown up. Or if you imagine my my heart is the balloon and yeah. it's blown up, but it hasn't 
had an opportunity to be released. And so mm. you've got so much stress across the, the front of your body. Yes. And then both of our minds uh, got a thousand and one ideas of, of things we want to do and achieve. Um, and the and the bucket's always full and, and it often overflows. And so in between all of that, we managed to have adventures and, and have lots of fun, even though we don't get any sleep. Yes, <laughs> superhuman. I don't know how we do it. I don't know, I don't know either. either because if you follow um, – Travis on social media, he'll be like, oh, I've just been for a 3,000-mile run and we've done a bike ride for 12 hours. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes you thrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look. Um, so Patch loves, uh, he loves movement. So he, he just loves uh, being on a bicycle. He loves being on a swing and he loves to, he loves to bushwalk. And so for a little boy that uh, never sits still, he's like, I often describe him like a pinball and a pinball machine, you know, yep. he's, and uh, everything that he's touching in that pinball machine is gold and he's just creating this beautiful trail of yeah. of, of beauty around him as he, as he moves. But he just doesn't sit still. And so we have to look after him and, and make sure he's safe. But yes. on the weekends, he's not sitting down playing games. No, you can't uh, take like, your eyes um, off him. Some, some other kids that, yeah. um, of other parents that we, that we know. Yes. Um, we have to guide everything. And yep. so we just guide him using his strengths and interests. And so we do these massively long bike rides, which he loves and, yes. and bushwalks and yeah, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all part of, uh, I guess the three of us having a beautiful connection as well. Could you just go back to a little bit in the early days? What was it like when Patch was sort of a preschooler and a toddler? Yeah, so we were living in um, in Darwin oh. and it was around about this time of year. So it's just the start of the build-up. Everyone's nice and hot and sticky and the fans are going constantly. And uh, Fiona said to me that the childcare worker uh, had said to her that they had concerns about uh, Patch's development. Right. And uh, Fiona had uh, gone back to uh, work and uh, I was working full time. And so the Patch was being dropped off at the childcare place just one day a week. And mm. so Fiona came home this day and she said, oh, look, the childcare worker said he's not uh, making any eye contact. He's looking at uh, ceiling fans all day and he's not socialising with any other kids. Right. And for us, it's like, well, you know, we're in the territory. Patch was in the cot. And he's looking at a ceiling fan yeah. Yeah. all night long anyway. So do we really even take that serious? Mm. Um, and he's and he was really young at this stage. It was like 13, 14, 15 months around, mm. around about that age. And so we didn't really kind of listen to the first person that uh, had suggested that, you know, Patch was displaying some differences from his peers. And so, of course, Fiona goes back to work a little bit more and then I start picking Patch up from the childcare worker and she pulled me aside and she said, Travis, we really need to talk about this. And, of course, I left that place in an absolute mess, oh. drove straight to Fiona's work and we sat outside the ABC in Darwin. She came downstairs and we both sat in the car and we got really, really emotional about mm, it because yeah. we, we guess we didn't know no. what that meant for Patch mm. and where his life would, would what would happen in his life and yes. and uh, and also for us as a family and what that would mean mm. yeah so uh, of course uh, we do what all you know people in Darwin do uh, 
we left Darwin if there was an emergency type of situation, which for us at that time, it felt like it was an emergency. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we felt like we didn't have any support networks there to mm. support us. We didn't have any family there, even though we'd been living there for about, uh, you know, uh, almost 10 years. Right. Uh, we didn't have those family networks. Uh, there wasn't the number of speeches and OTs and psychs available mm. in Darwin, and we still couldn't even get a diagnosis for many, many months. And so we rang up a pediatrician in South Australia. We drove down, and within a couple of days, he received a diagnosis. Back then was uh, PDD NOS, Pervasive Developmental Disorder, not otherwise specified. Okay. Which, of course, later on, uh, for the National Disability Insurance Scheme was uh, diagnosed um, on the autism spectrum. Mm. And, and uh, to this day, he requires very substantial support. Mm. But those early days for us, they were really scary. Yeah. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes. We, I look back and, and think how many times we stuffed up as parents, yeah. but we <laughs> did too. what was best for our family and for yeah. Patch at the time. And yeah. so we invested a lot of time and energy and also money prior mm. to the NDIS yes. on um, behavioural therapy. Yes. Um, and it was and it was deficit-based as opposed to yeah. strengths and interest-based. Yes. And, and I, while we, we regret that and we wish we'd never, ever mm. put our son or, or our family through that, mm. uh, I have to take something out of that, mm. and I, I can't get emotional when I when I talk yeah, about this yes. because for for me, yeah. it is the biggest regret mm. of my life uh, doing that type of type mm. of therapy because he was so vulnerable. I know everything was so raw, mm. and we just wanted the best for our of son. Course. And I think back now in terms of in terms of the way that service providers work with families, mm. we need to create environments that are more open to hearing the parents' voice. Yes. Uh, in, ter- in terms of not challenging the parents' opinion on on whether or not they thought a particular thing was or a t- type of therapy was done mm. wrong or inappropriately. or mm. And uh, so these days I... I I, I'm a huge advocate and I push for strengths and interest-based yes. uh, development for children. And I can't push it enough. I can't advocate it, uh, for it enough. Oh, and and even though so that I've powerful. seen over the years, yeah, look, mm. oh, look, I've seen, I've seen successes for children and, but where I've seen them occur in a, in a really good positive way, mm. it's where they've actually been working on the strengths and interests. Yes. And they may have developed a splinter skill mm. and they may have had a deficit within a part of that splinter skill and then they've been able to uh, improve and develop those skills mm. just because it was part of a passion area mm. and it wasn't because it was a standalone skill of which a lot of those deficit-based, you know, therapy models are based mm. on. And so uh, a lot of people won't like hearing no. that. Um, and uh, I know a lot of a lot of parents will be will be out there. Um, mm. And uh, I, the thing that I've learnt the most over the years is listening to autistics and listening to to parents mm. uh, of children that have that have undertaken or undertaken a variety of therapies mm. over many many years. I hear them talking about strengths and interests. Yep. 
And to me, that's a really, really kind of a, a telling sign of the things that are that are working for them. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a I think I think it's a point that uh, it 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 gets under my skin. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, but I, I can only I can only be an advocate. Uh, and and really strive by talking about the positives now yep. and trying to create that that positive change. Oh, yeah. I just a hundred percent. Mandy and I are on this train because, and we always say like Mandy and I last week were doing um, Carers Week, and people always try and make you say the deficits. And I'm like, no, we want to talk about the positives. We want to talk about the stuff that our children love and that makes them thrive. And that actually makes our life really interesting. But yeah, that enhances our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know yeah, look, in the cerebral palsy world, there's a whole, there's all sorts mm. of other things, Travis. And I really want, I identify with some of the things that mm. you're saying in terms of the um, treatments that my daughters went through when they were little, and that makes me cry too. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's 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 hard going. But I, I know for me, you know, I just followed the experts' advice yes. because I didn't know. Oh, look, we're all so vulnerable. I mean, mm. you were probably like like us. It's like, all right, your child's got a diagnosis. Uh, no one's really giving you any advice, but then there's heaps of people that are giving you advice. Mm. So you, Dr. Google comes out and you start yeah. searching. And you start searching, uh, you know, evidence-based mm. therapies. But what I really needed was, and this doesn't happen straight away because you don't know your child, but what I really needed was patch-based therapies. Yes. And we've learned that over the years that mm. while something may be evidence-based, it has to be what works for your child. And if something's not working for your child, Stop it. Yeah. Oh, and it's and if something, really good advice. Yeah. Listen to what he said. Yeah, preach it. Preach it, yeah, because I think as a parent who doesn't have a master's in OT or whatever, it's really hard sometimes to stand up to that, but yet you know in your heart you're like, this isn't right, you know? And then yeah. you, you feel like am I doing the wrong thing for my child? But you can look in their face and you can just tell that they don't want to do that. Yeah. I think the, the the telling point for me, well, it's been confirmed over the years in terms of I've got a lot of great relationships with with uh, individuals that use uh, non-traditional forms of communication. So they, they've learned to spell to communicate by pointing at a letter board or through an AAC type device. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so we've communicated, written, written to each other over the years, and I've interviewed people where they talk about Going through therapy programs when they were, you know, two, three, four, five years of age, or even up to the age of kind of like 10, 11. Mm. And those that are educating them are still doing, you know, point to the circle, which one is the square, locate number one. Mm. When these individuals, if the, the therapists that were working with them had presumed competence, that already, already kind of have an understanding that, okay, we need to make this age appropriate. Oh, yes. We need to have you know, a curriculum that is exciting and enthralling mm. and that the child wants to be sitting there. Um, and so imagine listening to somebody treat you like a two- and three-year-old mm. when you're you know, an early teen yeah. mm. using those same principles, trying to reinforce you with a lolly. Mm. I mean, how insulting is that mm. for a human being? Very. And uh, so I've listened to those people mm. and, I, and, I, and, and that's the way that I – communicate with all autistic people now that are that are nonverbal have the yeah. presumption of competence yes. yes 
I, I, I treat them exactly like, uh, you know, anybody should be treated. Yep. I talk to them exactly the way that I'm talking to you yep. at the same tone and level because I understand that, you know, the majority of the people that I've worked with over the years, and I've worked with so many autistic children and adults over the years, is that they understand what we're talking about. Yes, yep. They absolutely understand what we're talking about. Yep. And we just have to provide them with that choice and control. Yep. And teach them at an age-appropriate level so that they can thrive. Yeah, wow. It's not hard, is it? It sounds it's really not, difficult. No, it's like, not hard. Uh, it's, but it's not rocket science, no, is it? it's not. Treat somebody the way that you want to be treated yourself. Yes. I remember having a big change when I, you know, I had no experience. I didn't know anybody with cerebral palsy until my daughter was diagnosed. And then and then I met amazing children that were nonverbal and just and I would just talk to them like I would anybody and and but I didn't know how to do that before having my own child mm -hmm. so yeah I remember it being I was like yeah this is this is fine come on get with the program Mandy <laughs> yeah yeah and that's why we yeah, need diversity that's because right. then we realize oh we just all people and we just talk that's to right. everybody you know yeah yeah I, I just I just like think about people that walk into our family home over the years, and, and Patrick's probably had 30, 40 therapists, yeah. various sorts working with him over the years, and they say, hello, Patch. I know. How are you today? And I thought, oh, I can't wait for you to leave. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, and he's thinking the same thing, believe yeah. me. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear. You get very good at spotting great therapists really quickly. And yeah, tricky yeah. ones very quickly. I've got a, like an, an acronym that I, that I use around um, great therapists as well. It's this is a bit of a uh, so Fiona and I decided that a, a number of years ago that that we kind of had enough of this this negative narrative. We wanted yeah. to create a positive yeah. narrative, and we wanted to create uh, environments where parents thrive, but all and and if the parents could thrive, the child could That's thrive. Right. Yes. Exactly. And so we started working with uh, teachers and allied health professionals because we wanted to create great teachers and great allied health professionals. Yeah. And so we developed a curriculum around that so that we could improve the relationships between mums and dads and carers and those that work with our children. And so I call it, I call it, you know, great teachers, great allied health professionals. And the, and the word great has, there's a different uh, kind of word for each of those letters. And so it goes along the, along the lines of uh, great, it's goals. So we establish what those goals are. The roles, so what are the roles of uh, mum and dad? What's the roles of the teacher or allied health professional? Mm -hmm. And what's the role of, of my child mm. within this within this team? And then it's empathy. So what yes. does empathy look like for our family? And it's mm. different for every single yep. family. So yes. what's that language usage? Yes. You know, in terms of positive language, in terms of uh, identifying uh, ableism so that we, we don't have that, so it doesn't make people feel less than mm -hmm. within our family unit. And then it's the the approaches that we use to communicate. So whether or not that's online, it's through an app, it's face-to-face, -face, it's an email once a day, once a week, it's through a communication book. Mm. And what are those types of therapies around those approaches? And then it's T, it's like teamwork, transparency, two-way street. And it makes this word called great. Wow. And so <laughs> Fiona and I, we are on a mission to create great wow. teachers and great Amen. Preach it. Yeah, we do need that poster. <laughs> yeah, Have you, you got need that to as make a poster? A poster. 
Yeah. Yeah. Look, well, well. So, so we've been um, working with NDIS providers, so the allied health professionals, speeches, OT, psychs, yep. you name it, and trying to create as many of those allied health professionals around the country as possible, and and as well as going into schools and doing the same thing. Mm. Now, obviously, this is uh, this is an approach that um, you know we've worked hard to develop this curriculum. Mm. I guess we spent almost a year to develop the yes. curriculum for, mm. for a, a training unit. Right. And so we're excited to announce that we're going to create this into an online e-learning platform ah. for yay! Yeah. So so we can put it out there so as many uh, parents can grab hold of it mm. and say to the and say to their their teacher or the allied health professional, hey, look, we want to develop a great working relationship with you. I've got a tool to help you uh, make oh, that happen. Travis. This is amazing. You're just I'm crying. You're super people. You I just are super people. Yes, I just uh, amazing. There isn't words really. We to will describe. help promote that. Far oh, and we wide. will. We'll I mean, you don't it. need us, but we will. <laughs> yeah, you don't need us, but we will promote it. And my daughter is actually a paediatric OT, so she will also. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, um, um, if I say so myself, is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> she has lived experience. Yeah, she and does. Yeah. Yeah, she's gentle, yeah, oh, which is nice. Oh, you must be so <laughs> nice. proud. Well, maybe she's great. Maybe she's maybe, maybe she's, she's great. great. <laughs> yes. Yep. Wow, I feel like that. I need the great in my house somewhere. Yeah. I need that reminder. Yeah. yeah. That's so powerful, Travis. Mm. Oh, I'm excited to hear that because it's um, look look over the years working with schools uh, for many many years and working with parents and working with teachers is that there was this real breakdown mm. as to what a really great relationship yes, looked like. Yes, yep. it sure is. Um, <gasps> and uh, so Fee and I just started with a whiteboard and, of course, this is how the Parent Expectant podcast yes. starts with the ABC. We start with <laughs> yeah. one idea which led to another. And so we broke it down. What are those really key important things that parents are looking for mm. and that teachers and allied health professionals are looking for? Mm. Because whether or not we like it or not, is that um, relationships are things that really need to be worked on. Yep. And often we need some guiding principles yes, to help yeah. us create those really great relationships. And so if you take the goal one as an example, there was this real disconnect because of the National Disability Insurance Scheme and education kind of don't marry. They, don't, no. they kind of don't want to come together. And But for us, it was really important that when we were talking to Patch's teachers, that they understood what his NDIS goals were. Mm. Because it was no good. And here's the example that I often talk about. If if a child was attending an OT session and part of their goal was to improve fine motor, and yet, and that was through handwriting, and yet in that particular class or the series of classes that a child attends during the day, is all they were using was, uh, you know, IT, so they were typing. Yeah. Well, they were never going to be given an opportunity to improve that particular mm. NDIS goal yes. or their own personal goal yes. at school. Yes. And so it's as simple as saying, hey, you guys are really important as teachers and uh, this is what we're doing with allied health professionals mm. uh, to improve those outcomes for our, for our, our son or daughter. Um, I'd like to sit down and really talk to you about those so I can ensure that these are actually uh, happening or you're aware of these within mm. the school environment because if we work as a team, we mm. can really help our child develop. Yeah, which is what everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And the teachers yeah, definitely. would be thrilled too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk about uh, roles, uh, you know, you know, I stand at the the the, the school gate and I've, I've got a great uh, thing going on between uh, Patches Classroom teachers now. And it's, I, I developed something called the positive feedback feedback loop. Yeah. And it's as simple as at the start of the day when I drop Patch off, I say something amazing that he's done. Yeah. And, and it, even on those toughest, most yes. difficult yes. days, Mornings. we can yep. always find something that our, our child's good at. Yeah. And yep. say, oh, you're never going to believe it. Uh, did, do you want to hear about what Patch did on the weekend? Yeah. And so that's what I – I start the conversation with. So he feels really good about himself. Yes. He's pumped up. He's got self-belief. He knows that dad likes him, and yeah. loves him. He knows that the teachers are hearing this. And so we had to do this because Patch has uh, not a lot of language in the, in the, in the spoken form. Mm. And so we weren't really having an opportunity to have these kind of engaging conversations that a lot of parents that have children that are quite verbal yep. are able to have. And so, likewise, at the end of the day, the teacher would come to the the front of the gate, and they would then go ahead and, and tell me in front of Patch some of the cool things that he did on that uh, day, and it just started to make him feel great about yes, himself and amazing. really pick pick himself yeah, up. Yes, yeah. rather than yeah. us waiting for them to come and tell all the hard things, which yes. was my first oh, look, five years and, of schooling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And, and uh, I, I often, and I think back to to my teaching days, and I worked in a in a lot of uh, schools that uh, where the children's uh, behaviour could be quite challenging. Mm, yes. And one of the things that I always did at the, at the very from the very first day, even if a kid walked in was swearing through a chair, whatever it was, I would call the parent and say. Hey, you know what little Jimmy did today? He pushed his chair in at the end of at the end of the yeah. classroom. Or or I heard him talk to his friend and how he was polite to his friend. Yeah. And so to pick up on one little thing that the child yes. had done, no, call the mum and dad that were normally called because they yes. uh, because the child was misbehaving. Yep. And then that mum and dad relayed that message to their child and oh. you know, nine times out of ten that child would walk into my classroom. And they would have a greater respect for me yes. because of what I'd done. Now, oh. it wasn't always that easy. No, it's not. But it's a change of thinking. It is. And I actually, um, when the boys started school, I had a meeting. For, because they're my fourth and fifth children, I was a little bit savvy. And I said, you will never come to the classroom door and call me in in front of parents. Ever, ever, ever. Is that agreed? Yes. Okay. Then we'll attend this school. Because you, yeah. it's negative perception yes. right from the get-go, yes. right? And I thought you're not – and I don't think any teacher should ever do it, hmm. right, because we're all human beings and so if I see, oh, someone's asked Mandy to stay back, I wonder what happened. You try not to go there but your mind goes there. Yeah. And when it's the same kids, you know, their parents are coming in, no. I just – yeah, it's shaming. I don't like it. No. Yeah, I don't I don't like it either. And we've got a bit of a policy that we have happening as well for – for in our family with Patch is that if there is anything that a, a therapist or an educator is concerned about, is that we do it without Patch's presence. Yes. Yes. 
And so obviously there are those things of which we need to talk to to Patch about it. Yeah. About, but it, we can arrange that after we've had the conversations as adults. And yes. so if, if there's a concern about a behaviour or 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 some or a difference that 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 is occurring in in Patch's life, which which they feel is going to be detrimental, we yep. we talk about it later on via phone, email, yep. you know, Skype, whatever the form is, and then we reach an agreement as to how we're going to tackle that. Instead of uh, pulling the child in and talking to the child in front of them, yes, and which makes them feel bad. I know. Yeah, and and it's still and look look, and I think this is one of the things that I've I constantly observe this with uh, with therapists and allied health professionals is that they they are time poor. Yeah, and I recognise that they are Mm. time poor because they've got so many children and adults that they're working with and so they they want to get something dealt with straight away Mm. but I think what that can ultimately impact is that individual so the individual has the disability because they're hearing these negative Mm. messages but also the parents because they're hearing those negative messages and so if you want to build your business up talk about the positives yeah and then factor in that time in your day you may make less money but you'll gr- develop better relationships and you'll yeah. enjoy your work more. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It really is. And I've had um, comments, you know, I've, maybe I've been at a psychologist or something with one of the boys and they'll just say something and I think, and they look at me straight yeah. away, my kids, and I know that's the first thing we're going to talk about when we get out of that office mm. and it won't matter of all the things that's been said, that's the thing that they'll remember. Mm. And an interesting story, my daughter who's... Um, my second daughter, she's very bright. We call her scholarship because it annoys her. But anyway, <laughs> she at when she went into year seven, she got a whole stack of scholarships and we went to one of the schools for an interview. And the person said to her, oh, this is amazing, rattled off all these things. And then they said, the only area that we could probably really offer you any extra support in would be English. Now, from that one conversation, she got like six scholarships to private schools. She believed she couldn't do English. Wow. So it was ridiculous and she actually got an amazing mark for English in Year 12 because, you know, we worked through all that and her teacher worked one-on-one with her. But that's a child who, you know, if you want to call it, functions highly and that one statement still stuck with her. You know, and she'll still, she's at uni and she'll still get me to read over things. She's smarter than me, right? (laughs) (laughs) But because she thinks I'm better at English. So I just think, what are we doing to our children Mm. when we're pointing out deficits right in front of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, I I, I think back to when when I was at school, uh, I've got a, um, I've got a facial tick, so it's a chronic facial tick. So. Uh, when I get stressed, um, and uh, I, I think when I haven't been looking after myself, the facial yep. tick right. can uh, yep. appear, and, yep. it, and it can be quite chronic, and it be quite debilitating, yep. right. and uh, it can really uh, put me in the fetal position, so to speak. Yeah. And when I was at when I was at primary school, it, it really started, mm, and right. then in high school years. It was really present, mm. and I was bullied yes. right throughout oh, high, yeah. right throughout school growing up. And kids called me names. And, mm. But for me, these days, I, I've I've done a complete kind of turnaround. Um, I it was very traumatic for me, and I and I and I think back to those days growing up at school, 
been traumatized and and what it has done my entire life in mm. terms of uh, the way that I feel about myself. But it's taught me how I need to interact uh, with my own son mm. and also other people that are neurodiverse mm. and to to be really positive. And so what it's given me is is no longer any self doubt because I talk about it. I tell people that it exists. Mm. You could see me these days and you could see me talk, give a, a, a keynote speech or run a workshop. You wouldn't even notice that it exists mm. because I've now got the power over yeah. that tick um, because I've opened up about talking about it. Mm. Wow. But what it's given for me ultimately is a passion social justice for yes. those that are discriminated against yes. by their, their differences. Yes. And maybe one day your your daughter won't show you uh, yes. her essay um, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to uh, read that essay once it's done and marked yes. as opposed to prior. Yes. That's, uh, that's really, yeah, wow, I know. I must say um, I didn't realise – how much ticks were affected by stress. So because we've been in lockdown um, and I my stress has gone up, but my boy's stress way down because there's been a routine that we can manage really well, but they don't have to wear clothes they don't yes. like or, you know. Get, um, get to here by there, get to yes, there by there. Yes, it's yep. taken a lot of the pressure yeah. off yeah. and um, all the ticks have gone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I just assumed that they were – we don't talk about them. They're not a huge thing, but it's just part of their life. And then I thought, oh, how much stress am I putting them under, yes. you know? Ugh. Oh, no, I oh, know, I oh, know. I, th- I think about that. Um, yeah, I've, got this, I've got this unusual relationship between uh, what is a tick and what is a stim. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, because I, gr- I grew up having, having a facial tick. Yeah. And my son... He self-regulates or self-soothes by stimming. Yes, and uh, I remember uh, I, I remember trying to suppress my ticks, and I could never suppress them. Right, uh, I could never I could never hide them. They just they just occurred when they occurred, and and I'd try and like stand to the side, or put my neck down, or put my hand over my face. Yep. Uh, but my son. He just fully embraces who he is. Yeah, it is glorious. It is, yes. isn't it? Absolutely glorious. He he loves uh, long, thin leaves and he or, or grass, and he picks them up and he flicks them around, and it is the most beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Mm. And I just think, oh wow, I'm so glad that I had the experience growing up now having my facial tick. Yep. where I had to try and mask and hide it. Yes. Because I understand that that wasn't possible, so I don't uh, ever ask my son to to uh, to stop um, stimming, so to speak, because mm. I know he can't. Because he, this right. is his self-soothing, That's calming right. mechanism. Yes, mm. yes, and it's actually once you realise how powerful they are, self-calming. It's it's so amazing to watch. You're like. I'm so glad I'm not going to force you not to do this. That's right. I it's... just, we have the lovely rituals that, that the boys do and I think, oh, this is powerful. This is going to help you for the rest of your life. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Can you tell us a little bit how um, you, what have you done to look after yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your running and tell us, we, we need to hear all about that. Oh, okay, okay. So, so um, I, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's quite a long story, but uh, in terms of uh, my running over the years, I ran a heap of marathons back in 2013 to attempt to raise a heap of money for different autism organisations around the country. And so, I remember uh, feeling really kind of sorry for myself um, uh, many, many years ago and decided that I needed to drop a few pounds. So I, I went for a run around the block and I, I got about 500 metres and I sat in the in the gutter <laughs> and I was actually physically sick. Yeah, I, was I so would stressed. be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only got 500 metres, which is it's not far, but um, – I, yeah, so I was, I was sick for many reasons, but I'd suffered, you know, I'd physically suffered depression my entire life yep. and I then, my bucket was full and it was overflowing. I was yeah. dealing with what a diagnosis uh, of autism meant for my yeah. son. Yep. And so I thought running something that had always helped me uh, soothe and calm myself and so, all right, 500 metres I got upset in the gut, I'm throwing up <laughs> and I thought, right. I'm going to make some changes in my life. Yeah. I put on a few pounds, probably had too many beers, and uh, this wasn't good for me. And so I, I set up this running platform, which in, worked out that with other people joining the platform, they could raise money for their own autism organisation. Ah. We raised somewhere between one hundred and fifty to $200,000 wow. uh, back in the day. But, uh, of course, life takes over. Yeah. And uh, you – kind of get into the the swing of life or not so much in the swing of life and for our family and uh, uh you put on the extra few pounds maybe you're sitting down at night and maybe having one or two too many beers and uh that's what happened so i was i was using um you know alcohol as a coping mechanism yeah. of which i can be certain there's so many covid uh, uh 100%. <laughs> yes yes, yes. Mm. and uh before you know it becomes a habit, you know. Yep. You're having a bag of chips, a chocolate bar, and uh, just a couple of beers at a night at a night time, and then therefore you put on twenty kilos. Yeah, there's your whole yeah. daily I guess calorie intake. A bit of story. Of, <laughs> hey, what's that? I said that's your whole daily calorie intake in half an hour. Oh, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I look. I, I wasn't looking my best, and and Fiona, you know, she was in a similar pattern. She enjoyed a wine, and and she she liked the chocolate, and so. We're at a stage in our family's life where uh, we didn't know what we were going to do with Patch's schooling. Right. And 
while I believe in inclusion and what and I know what inclusion looks like, where you know children need to be able to learn and feel safe and they're empowered and they're happy, accommodated, included. They feel independent, connected, and they've got like choice and control over their lives. Mm. Uh, we didn't have a school in South Australia at the time that I believed was going to best meet the needs of my son. Mm-hmm. And so we moved to New South Wales for Patch to attend an autism-specific school. Wow. And uh, while I, I, I don't think it was the best choice in retrospect, uh, but I think at the time we were making the best choice for our family. Mm. Yeah. And so we ran over there and, of course, our family unit started to fall apart. We were missing yes. the new friends and the connections yeah. that we had yeah. in our community in South Australia. Yes. School wasn't, wasn't working as well uh, as it could have been for Patch. And Fiona and I, our relationship was starting to really have a lot of strain on it. Mm. And I remember the, the day of where it changed we took patch to a sailing event out on one of the local lakes and it was a local disability organization would run these these uh little 12 foot skiffs and fiona would go out with patch on on the little boat and they'd sail around for for an hour or so but there was this other guy he was about 24 years of age and he was autistic and i was sitting next to his dad and i think his name was trent and trent came up to me and he said hey travis Dad says there's nothing I can't do. Dad says there's nothing I can't do. <laughs> and Trent would go out with the carer for 10 minutes on the, the boat, come with, with, and he'd say to his dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, can I, um, can I go out on the boat by myself? And Dad would go, oh, you know, not, not yet, Trent. You're almost there, mate. You're almost there. You can do it. You can do it. Keep practising. Mm. And Trent would turn to me and say, Travis, Travis, and I'd only met Trent this like a few minutes earlier yeah. and he'd say, Travis, Travis, do you hear that? Dad says there's nothing I can't do. I'm going to go and practice. <laughs> and he kept doing this. Every 10 or 15 minutes he'd come back in and have the same conversation <laughs> with me. And on the way home that day, I remember reflecting on a, on a guy in Melbourne at the time by the name of Chris Varney that was starting to do some amazing stuff. Uh, by, he established the ICANN Network, wow. uh, an autism-led organisation. Mm, yeah that was based around strengths and interests and working in schools. And I, his, his narrative was going around in my mind about it's a positive narrative, uh, it's a positive dialogue. We're going to create an environment and this, in this language base that makes people feel really good about themselves yeah. and we need to concentrate on their strengths and interests. So we got home, Fiona and I started to talk about this and we started to talk about what is it that we love doing together as a couple? What, what were some of the best moments in our life together as a couple? And it was years, years earlier where Fiona and I had, had uh, we'd cycled our bicycles through Southeast Asia and then from Canada to Mexico. Oh. Uh, it's when we, we felt most connected. Ride. Canada to Mexico. Huge, huge. <laughs> <laughs> My word. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's massive, massive when I think about it. But, you know, we were young and, yep. and uh, we could do anything and time meant nothing. Yep. And so, and so that's what made us happy. And so we then started talking about what is it that made Patch happy? Mm. And what made Patch happy was the great outdoors, uh, camping, uh, movement. I'm like, oh, my God, can we marry the two of these together? Uh-huh. Fiona and my passion with, with, with Patch's passions and his interests. And so I started to look around for a bike. 
of which Patch could sit on front of. Now, Patch has a lot of motor planning differences, and he can now ride a bicycle um, by himself. Yeah, I've seen uh, the videos. But at the time, he had it. Yeah, yeah, which is great. It's amazing. And but, but at the time, he he was really struggling yeah. uh, with with his motor planning and having control over his over his uh, uh, body parts. And uh, so we were like, well, let's concentrate on the things he loves. So the movement. So we got him on the front of this bike. And uh, I remember the day that it, that it arrived. So this bike was called a semi-recumbent tandem. Yep. I sat on the back in a cycling position. Patch sat at the front. And we took off down the road and he squealed with joy. Aww. Now, Patch had been, yeah, Patch had been, like, he had internalized this whole move and the new school where he shut down completely. Uh, he was rarely smiling. He had lost the majority of or suppressed a lot of the language that he'd been using previously, mm. and we heard him laugh. And then yeah. he started to name the bike parts, and he wanted to go back on the bike. And so this 1K bike ride down the road led to 5Ks, 10Ks, 20Ks, 60Ks, <laughs> oh overnight trips, led to camping in the lounge room, <laughs> and it led to me getting while Fiona is, was away. And Patch and I are looking at the map and I'm going, I reckon we can do a trip. <sighs> and uh, Fiano was expecting me to like find a spot in America that had a rail trail or something like that, like yep. a hundred miles. Yep. And I put a line right across America. <laughs> 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 I'm just imagining her face, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. She's no, Travis, we're not doing that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, why not? You've got long service leave banked. I'll sell I'll sell everything and anything so that we can do this trip because yeah. we've found something that Patch is passionate about. Yeah. And uh, so, that, so we sold a heap of our belongings. <laughs> and uh, I said, what's the worst that can happen? We, we're, we're going through so many struggles every day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one foot in front of the other or one pedal stroke in front of the other, so yep. to speak. Yeah, yeah. And so we cycled 5,600 kilometres from one side of America to the other. Believable. goodness. <laughs> out there, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like really out there. And, but I, but I, I tell people the story and I say, look, it had absolutely nothing to do with the bike ride. And they go, what do you mean? You know, you're on the bike every day. And I said, the whole we did it was because we were going to look after – everyone's mental health yeah. part of that was to looking looking after us all physically mm. and so we taught patch how to put up the tent we mm. taught patch about cooking we taught patch using number plates on the side of the road that we found and and signs on the, on the side of the road we uh we taught patch because he met new people every single day yeah, and they yeah. were people that were excited to meet him yeah. and so they were they were people that had never met him before they never had these preconceived ideas yes. uh, about about him they treated him like a like a human being mm. they were excited about what he was doing and so instead of patch meeting just the local kids at the school and the teachers and all the therapists that saw him as being uh, somebody with a disability often yes. at times yes he was meeting people that were excited about he was him a traveler. and, and yeah. giving him high fives. Yes. yes. And Americans are the most friendliest people in the world. 
So what a great place to they do are. it. They no, are. They really, really are. And so they, supportive. They yeah. are. Yep. I've never met a group of people. Never. Come into my house. Use my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stay at my house. Come stay at my friends. Like, yeah, they're so amazing. amazing. Oh, look, and we stayed with uh, uh, people that ran autism organisations. Yeah. We met people. Like we, we met this guy. Like his, I still remember his name. He's Gene Meek. He was such a coolest dude. We... <laughs> We're on the side of the road in the middle of a place in Montana on the on the on the far end of the the Rocky Mountains. So oh. we've just crossed six mountain passes far in the Rockies. And and Gene Meek comes up to us and he asks us, "Is everything okay? Do you need a place to stay?" And we were so open to this at the time. Maybe we were a little bit naive. Who knows? <laughs> but we always had positive experiences yes. with people wherever wherever we've gone around the world. And we ended up staying in this old container house that Gene had. And uh, he threw the car keys to me and said, look, if you need to do a tiki tour around my town, you can go and do that. He drove us 80 miles uh, to go and get a bike part. Oh. Uh, fixed uh, for our bike. It's and then at the end of our journey, seventy nine days later, he threw he, he flew from one side of America to the other, borrowed a mate's pickup truck, drove eleven hours, <laughs> and was our support crew for the last three days. Oh. <laughs> Where are those types of people in our life? <laughs> I'm telling you, they're over in that country. Yes, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Americans are amazing. Yep. They really are. That is one heck of a story. There's a book in that. Have you written that down? Uh, Yeah, not not yet, not yet. I kind of think that maybe... Maybe that's a chapter of a book. Okay. Yeah. Your life's got a lot of good chapters. Booking us down the track there. Yes. We've got a a dream that we want to walk from one end of New Zealand to the other. Oh, wow. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Which would which would be amazing. Would you start but, uh, at the top, like the North Island, and go down to the south? Yeah, yeah, and just uh, camp, free camp, and oh, yeah. and uh, connect with local people. And Fiona's a see Fiona's a Kiwi, oh. and uh, Patches he's eligible to get a New Zealand passport. Oh. And I worked in New Zealand for for twelve months in a in a Maori Polynesian looks, school. Looks like a pretty um, great country years years to ago. go to. Yeah, at the moment, it's <laughs> very good. <laughs> oh, I love New Zealand. I love. We've been to Queenstown, and the boys just loved it there. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty amazing place. Have it you is. seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Because that's what they kind of. Oh, I love that. movie. Oh, that <laughs> is our favourite movie. That's our favorite movie. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what my favourite scene is? Which one? My favourite scene is is when what's the older guy? What's his What's his name? The uh, oh, what is the his actor? Name? Well, Sam, Sam Neil, Neil, but I can't uh, remember his name in the Sam movie. Neil. Sam Neil's yeah. putting the, the clothes on the clothes Uncle. line. He just throws them on. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I do it. No pegs. <laughs> that movie, we have watched it so many times. Oh. I just, it's our family's favourite movie. Oh. And my favourite, favourite scene, because I grew up in a very strict religion that I've now left, is when they've got the funeral and the minister's like, he's tricky like that, Jesus. What's behind this door? And I just think that's what it's like growing up at church. Like, I think the answer's Jesus, but it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Anyway, we digress with The Hunt for the Wilder People. It should be the movie of the podcast because everybody loves it. I know. Yeah, it's choice A. It is choice No Majestical. child left behind. No, no child, child left, left behind. behind. <laughs> that should be your saying. 
<laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, dear. And also I wanted to say, what is the um, – Autism Spectrum Australia Parent Carer of the Year Award. That sounds yes. pretty impressive. You held that one uh, back. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, you asked me at the start of this <laughs> of this chat to talk about kind of uh, awards. I guess that's the one. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm I'm pretty chuffed about I it. Yes. I don't know if it's it's embarrassing. Do you have to live up to something like that? But it's it's really nice to be recognised yeah. for the advocacy work that I've yes. that I've done over the years. Absolutely, uh, supporting supporting others. So it's um yeah it's it's is it a it's, yeah, is it a really medal nice. or is it a piece of paper or? Oh, well, I think you know. COVID really kind of yes. affected a lot of those awards, yes. didn't it? Like in terms of going along, and yes. I really wanted to put on the suit that I found. I found, yes. I found, a, suit, I found a suit a couple of years ago. <laughs> Yana and I had gone out our one night a year type of thing. Through Rundle Mall, Mall, and there's uh, a suit sale on. They're getting rid of the the old suits that uh, used to be their like, their rental hire suits. Yeah, it's this like a thousand dollar suit for a hundred bucks, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my the one for me. <laughs> that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be the suit that I wear to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then COVID. Oh, no. And then, and then COVID, COVID hit and uh, I've won a couple of awards since and haven't been able to go and <laughs> do any face-to-face collections. So. Oh, well, I want a photo of <laughs> you I, I in the suit on the bike with all the awards. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before we do our Cry Life Difference, is there anything else that you really want to tell all of us we missed anything? and everyone that's listening? Oh, okay. Um, I think, uh, you know, mums and dads that are listening, I think the number one thing uh, I always, you know, get people to think about is that uh, your child is awesome. Yes. Um, And that if you continue to focus on what's possible and what motivates your child and create those positive associations in your child's life, uh, they are going to be encouraged to and internally motivated yeah. uh, to 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 develop in new areas. And so, if we concentrate on this intrinsic motivation as opposed mm. to the extrinsic mm. motivator, uh, by using those strengths and interests, uh, things will fall into place for them when they are ready. But remember that. We, as those guides, we have to provide opportunities for those strengths and interests. Yeah. We just can't allow them to to uh, think that they're naturally going to occur unless we provide those opportunities. Mm, yeah, so we, if true. we just continually provide those opportunities of the things that they're good at, mm. and that doesn't mean not concentrating on things that they're not good at because we still have to um, support them and guide them through a lot of the things that they're having difficulty with because yeah. obviously – as we, we all know, at school, they are being inundated with things that they may have challenges with. Yep. Um, but if we can work with our teachers and, and work with our therapists to, if they're interested in football and they've got to write an essay on football, uh, sorry, they've got to write an essay and there's 20 topics, why not make football one of those topics as a choice that they've got to make? Absolutely. And that can teach them their learning, their yes. learning as yep. well. Yeah, absolutely. And our amazing ed support team at school, 
they were like, why can't an essay be in a grid? Why can't it be like a big, like an Excel spreadsheet where you put all your ideas down and so you can read it, but it's really easy to make it in little blocks? Mm. Who said it has to be yeah. a page, you know? And then all of a sudden it's an it's a, a task that you can do and then one day you can put that together as an essay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be teachers that think outside the box are the greatest. Are just the greatest gift. You know, I, I, I think back to when I was at school and I and I didn't, as you know, you've heard before, I didn't have a great school experience. Mm. But I also academically I, I don't think I was, I was very good. Uh, at a lot of subject areas, and I really struggled with English, mm. and I got—I think I got fifty-one percent. Oh, you got over HSC the line, <laughs> yeah, just over the line, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that yep. one extra mark. I, I studied—I studied for an hour too long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and I think back that, and I went and studied science. Yep, and I still had difficulties uh, completing the literacy components mm. within that science course. But who would think all these years later yeah. that I'd be writing articles for magazines? Yes. And, and you speak so beautifully. The, the ABC. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Even though that I had difficulty with, with language. And it's That's because right. the reason that I've improved my language is because I'm interested in the topics. That's that right. Yes, exactly. And as a young boy growing up, I hated Shakespeare. Yes. So why would I want to write about it? <laughs> totally. Totally. This is the truth, yep. Travis. It really, really is. I and was kicked out I of classrooms all why, the time for talking. Why you say on, on football and fishing. Yep. <laughs> yes. yes. I know. I know. I do have a bugbear against English. I, of course, I believe we need English. But in Victoria, I think it's the same around Australia. You can do, you don't have to do maths, you don't have to do science, but it from all of high school, 10, 11, 12, you must do English and you must pass English to get your VCE. So not conversational English, not English that you can, you know, read a basic quote or, um, you know, write an email. You have to be able to write four essays in a two-hour period or three-hour period and I just think it's the biggest discrimination there is. I do not understand why English in that format is required for every single person who does Year 12. Anyway, mm. I've said that well, a lot of times. It's certainly not the functional functional uh, uh, English or literacy that we often um, hear about for, for our children. No. And uh, if, we're, if we as parents and um, people that work with children with disabilities are accommodating their needs, those needs then need to be met in terms of curriculum yes. development and the way that uh, teaching occurs and also through assessments. Yes, but we're we're in such a changing world. We really I know. as well in yep. terms of the the language requirements required in in whatever it is that our children go on to do, and so I think that, that those people that develop that the curriculum and, and those assessments need to probably acknowledge that a little bit more. Yes, and be do. more accommodating for for children that uh, learn differently. That's yep. right. They really, really do. Anyway, we could I could talk about this forever and ever and, and we sort of do on this podcast. But if you haven't listened, please go I know most of you have, but go and listen to the parenting spectrum. You find can find it on we'll all, put it all in our yeah, show notes. That's right. Or every way you can find Travis. Once COVID's finished, he can come to your school and revolutionize that too. Yes. So, you know, as you know, he's awesome. So we will and we'll do everything we can to support you and um you know, if we ever get our website functional, I'll put all the links to that on there as well. But I don't know how to do it. <laughs> we didn't learn that in year 12. We did not learn that in year 12. There was I did typing, okay? Yes, I did too and I was really good at it. 
I'm old. I think I did throwing airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are now going to do our cry difference laugh. Would you like to join in? Yeah, sure, sure. Awesome. All right, Mandy, do you want to go? Well, have you got anything that made you cry this week, Travis, or is emotional? Uh, look, uh, look. It's an. I think it's an emotional one. Uh, so it's Patch's first day back at school today, oh. and he had a really, really rough week, mm. uh, like the week before, and uh, he hadn't spoken uh, a word, and that he was uh, really struggling uh, with a lot of his senses. And he said to me this morning, "Bye, bye, Dad. Oh. I love you." Oh. And. To, to hear those words on oh. his going back to school, because he was so pumped, he probably had enough of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it made me, it made me, I think, cry. Yeah. Uh, and I was quite emotional. Oh, yes, 100%. Oh, those words, that's all it takes. Yeah, it is all it takes. Oh, yeah. And that, and the, Lucky, we've we've been using a, a cleaner through the NDIS yes. uh, right. to support us, and the cleaner didn't turn up last week. Oh. And I tell you what, I, I don't know if that made me angry, but it certainly <laughs> made me want to cry. cry I know. I want to shout out to all the cleaners yes. that help our families yes. stay afloat. And I yes. don't want to hear any talk about cleaners n- not being a worthwhile job or oh. anything. M- my cleaner and my friend who comes into my house mm. she changes my life Absolutely. she saves my life yes I, I can't even say that enough no the cleaning so is the shout biggest out to gift all the cleaning peas oh, yes we just it, it is incredible incredible how it makes you feel yes uh, it is to have a, a clean house even if it's a clean house just for five just minutes for five just five, five minutes, minutes yep yep doesn't matter you walk through it and you feel good oh i just i, oh, I, I hug her when she comes to the door well not anymore <laughs> well now but i but said I can't anybody come. else hug you when she comes and she says no just you <laughs> <laughs> and then when she leaves i say bye wife <laughs> Thank you. I just, I'm so thankful for her. Her name is Kim. Oh yeah, that's a that's a mask on hug too, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it is. well, at mask the moment, no here. hugs. You can't yeah. even be in the house no when they're hugs. cleaning. Yeah, You've all got to right. vacate. It's pretty, yep. yeah, yep. massive. Yep. Um, I cried just because um, it's just hard here. Yes. Uh, and I was very anxious getting everyone back to school after yep. two terms of being home. Yes, it was really full And on. so I was just like, come on, Mandy, you've got to get yep. everything organised yep. and just just work really hard for three days to yep. set everybody else for, up for success. Yes. Get the uniforms out, get the food ready. Who wants what in your lunches? Tell me what you want. I want to make sure you have the happiest first day yep. that I can control. You know, so I was just, I was tired. Oh, yeah. It I was, was really, so, so tired. I was I, just nervous yeah, the whole yep. day. And I must say, my boy's beautiful school sent me two emails oh, to say awesome. how they were managing and that they'd need, you know, don't just let them de-stress when they get home. They've had yeah. to really hold it together because they have to wear a mask. Yes. So it's, mm. it's uh, massive. It, it is, is massive. And they were, they just were so amazing. Oh. But, um, yeah, that was a very full on day. I cried also yeah, <laughs> doing I, that. And I just, you know, that feeling of like, we can't let this escalate. We no, have to just be just, calm. I, I was and, just like, I have to be the best mum for three yes, days. Do not budge. Yes, don't. Do not let anything get to you. Just yep. stay calm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we had the uniforms it's out for really a few hard. days. Just look at them. This is what we're going to be wearing. And yeah. Yep. yep. And then my actual cry is very similar to Travis's. The other night I'd had a very long day. Mandy and I have had some big days with um, just media and stuff. And I was just lying in my room and 
Woody came in and he loves to lie exactly on top of me and then I put my arms around him and hug him as you can't hug tighter. That's what he loves and he just relaxes. And he just like whispered into my neck. He said, I love you. And I just cried and I just thought, I this... I bet you other people's 15-year-old sons don't do this. No. And I am oh, lucky. Yes. I am. He just loves me. Yes, he does. Yes. Nice. And I just thought, I don't know, I just had that little cry. Oh, thought, I cried when oh, beautiful. my daughter took her little Hulk to school Yes, and put it in her pocket because yep. she said, Hulk will help me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I don't. I drove away from the special school thinking, I don't think any other 15-year-old girls are carrying a Hulk into school and I don't care. No, and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so of great. course Hulk will protect of her. Of course he will. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Oh and has anything made a difference in your life this week, Travis? Uh, look, I, I've, I've got to give a shout-out. To, yep. to somebody. Go for because, it. Because uh, this is a story of kindness. And so oh. this makes a real difference in not only my life, but the, the life of this particular individual. And uh, people right across Australia hear this. So she runs a cafe in Maryborough called Madame Chi-Chi's Cafe. Ah. Like all cafe owners uh, right around the world, but, you know, particularly if we look at, you know, Victoria's situation at the moment, they're really, really struggling. Yep. And so she's only ever been able to have a couple of people come into that cafe. Mm, and so yeah. last week she had uh, another business owner who also works in the hospitality industry who's in competition to her, came came in, they had a pizza, they had a glass of wine, and that, that would have cost $30. Yep. And they, they, they handed her a $100 note. Mm. And they said, uh, I, I'm sure it's $100 worth. And she no. said, "No, no, no, it's not." And she, and, and uh, they go, "Just take it as a tip, please." Oh. And I just thought that sums up what this is all about. Yep. It's looking after each other yep. when yes, times really are is. really, really tough. Yes. And it just made me feel like there's some amazing there people is. out there yes. in the world. Yes, there are. Yeah, and yeah. they're the stories. And we it need made to hear. her feel amazing, yes. but it also made the person that gave the money feel amazing. Yes, as well. and it's made us feel amazing. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yes. Mine is similar. Some donuts just arrived at my doorstep yesterday after school from Uber Eats. Mandy loves donuts. I just love them. And <laughs> they were hot jam donuts. Aww. And it was from an old friend, Vera, who's moved to Queensland. We were at school together when our girls were little. Aww. And she just I just texted her straight away and said, thank you so much. And Aww. she said, well, I've been listening to your podcast and I just love it. I'm sorry if I was a rectum. And, <laughs> and then we went on to talk about more stuff and she said, I'm just thinking of you. And, Aww. you know. Just yep. one little thing. Yep. And my girls, you should have seen everyone. That's incredible. Like, my mouth is watering. I know. <laughs> All three girls were like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> so lovely. So thank you, Vera. That made a difference to me. Well, my difference is that my son, the sound engineer, on Saturday night um, hung out with Buzz and Woody and got them Uber Eats Maccas. And we obviously can't have anyone in our home in Victoria, but we are allowed to go outside and have a picnic with one other household, but only up to five people. So myself and my husband and my beautiful friend Lorraine and her husband, whose name is Buzz, not my son, we went to our park. It was freezing cold. We had puffy jackets and blankets. We put on my new iPad and we watched the footy. And I can't tell you that I knew the boys were safe. Yes. I had this sense of community because I was watching footy with somebody as another couple and we just had the best night. And I think COVID's really taught me it's just the simple stuff. It is. That's all. That is... Mm. 
I had I was just on a high. I've watched football with my friends. It didn't cost anything. I know. We just sat back in the park. Back to basics. Yep, yes, back to, to basics, basics and it was Literally, I could walk home in four minutes as well. So you don't have to really stress. Even better. (laughs) Even better. My nine-year-old's turning 10 in November and I said, well, look, 10's a big deal. So we normally have a party. We're going to have to have plan A and plan B. Yes. She said, plan A, it's a drive-by. So we put the table out. (laughs) We're going to have cupcakes and bags and people will drive. I think she's been watching YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, she just knows no one has parties. I was thinking, I'm happy with plan A. (laughs) We didn't even get to B. Cute. What about something that made you laugh this week? Travis. Oh, look, this is <laughs> – I don't know if you're going to find this one. Gemma and I found this really funny. So yeah. We watch, uh, we watch Hard Quiz with Tom. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, like he's my type of humour. He's yes. kind of like quite dry, very, very, yes. very witty. At least. Yes. And uh, I started talking to Fiona about – I reckon I should get on this show oh, and that my yes. key topic should be Tom Gleeson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Put it out there. <laughs> and how funny that would be. It would be so funny. Yes. Has she got oh, connections? And, and it just had us, had us in hysterics just talking about it in terms of what the questioning would be backwards and forwards. <laughs> I just laugh so and much. When people got annoyed at him for winning week. the gold Logie. I know. Oh, that was, so that was the greatest. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, oh me too. Oh, what about you, man? Oh, well, we were on radio for a couple of days this week for Carers Week, for Carers yep. Australia. Yep. And I we just laughed so many times we, just in the connection or Zoom did. working. or <laughs> And then we were on like with Sirius ABC. Then we were with like Rogue, you know, Triple, Triple M. M. <laughs> and we just had no idea what we were getting each time. No. And then we got to Billy from Shepparton. And he was so funny. So funny. He went on a TikTok rant. I was like, what's this got to do with us? <laughs> and we were laughing. And then he talked about being a toy boy for us. I and know. then we just said, we don't want a toy boy. We want a wife. We want a cleaner. And he you want to like, come to our house, you've got to like, clean up. Oh, okay. And then I said, I want someone to come and pick up the undies. <laughs> and you could see he was just, you could hear him just like, what, what? are these two women? Believe me, there's no time for a toy boy. No. You come here, you help. I could come and mow your lawns. We were like, no, we don't need that. We want you inside. (laughs) Anyway, we laughed and laughed and, yeah, thank you to everyone that had us on the radio. It was really funny. It was really fun. (sighs) My laugh this week is I bought a present for a friend of ours and I left it at the front door and for some reason Woody wrote the whole alphabet on it and then the word sexy. So <laughs> it's on this gift. I've got a gift. And I said, what? why did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. I said, that's a present. He goes, oh, that's good. I bet no one has ever had a present with that written on it before. <laughs> I said, it, it sounds like a word for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm keeping it on there. I bet no one has had a present with the alphabet and sexy written on it before. <laughs> Say. I haven't given it to oh. them yet. <laughs> so I laughed a lot. I was oh. just like, yep, look, he sat and did that. Took him ages. <laughs> yep, well, great. <laughs> oh, they're so funny. They're so funny. So, oh, thank you, Travis. This has been amazing. We will meet one day in person. Yes, thank you for giving awesome. us your time. Thank you. We and wanted to talk to you. No, thank you, thank you. And give and our love for to Fiona anyone that and wants Pat. to follow Fiona and myself and yes. what we're up to. Uh, head on over to School of the Road. That's yep. our yes. Facebook site. And School it'll all be road. in our cool. show notes. Yep. You can just scroll under the show and click on it. 
and um, we will stay in touch, of course. Yes. We Keep love up what you do. Great, amazing, life-changing yeah. work. You're an awesome human. You're a beacon of light in this world. You really Keep are. going. Our parents all love you. Yes. Right, right back at you. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. All right. Thank, thank you, you, Travis. See you. Bye. Cheers, bye. Hey, Peas. It's me again, Trav. There's one other thing I want to talk to you about. It's about you and your mental health and well-being. I know how hard you all work to support your children and how you often place your own needs and wants at the end of the queue. So that's why I created an episode about self-care for the ABC podcast, The Parenting Spectrum. It's episode eight. It's hardcore, educational and emotional. Fiona and I even give up alcohol for three months. We make some pretty dramatic dietary changes and incorporate an exercise regime that doesn't require a lot of time. More importantly, that journey a few years back leads us to giving up alcohol this time around for 12 months with no thought of going back to it. How cool is that? I honestly feel more alive than when I cross the Rocky Mountains by bicycle with Patch. I have more focus than I've ever had. Check it out. It may just inspire you to make yourself a priority. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.